I'm Dominique DePrima. This show is called First Things First. And my first thing every single day, giving thanks, giving praises, asking for blessings from God, asking for the blessings of the ancestors, the elders, the community, and let's do this. We got a lot to talk about. I know you know that. So typically what we do in the first hour, we look to the left coast. We look to California and all Parts West, uh, your neighborhood, your community, and you are invited in every hour on the phone and on social media. The phone is 800-920-1580, 800-920-1580. The social media, well, that's KBLA1580 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and yes, YouTube, where we are streaming. I am there too, DePrima Radio, D-I-P-R-I-M-A, and then radio. We always have lively conversations on the social media even when the show goes off the air. So I uh, look forward to seeing you there as well. And yeah, it is the thing that we do. Hour one, local. Hour two, national, international, and beyond. And in the third hour, deep dive with a person or a person on a topic or topics of interest. So I do have some special guests that will be joining me. I'll call them partners in politics part of my quest and my mission to bring more young voices on these airwaves, more Gen A and Z millennials, you know, to join the rest of us and talk, because I think we talk a lot about young people, but we don't listen enough to them. So that's one of the things uh, that I am definitely on one about. Um, and before I bring those young women in, I would like to update you on a few things going on around and about the city of Los Angeles, county of Los Angeles. For one thing, we talked about this with Ed Sanders on Wednesday, labor organizer and then uh, Emily's List leader, now Senator LaFonza Butler, will not run for Senate won't run for Senate. The governor appointed her, trying to make good on his promise to appoint a black woman to the Senate should Dianne Feinstein 
be unable to continue. Diane Feinstein made her her transition. He appointed Lafonza Butler to his credit or to our pressure, depending on how you want to look at it. The governor did not put a stipulation on uh, Lafonza Butler that she not run. She that choice was up to her, but it would have been really late for her to get in the race. And even for a formidable fundraiser, which uh, Senator Butler is because she's worked in labor, she's worked at an organization that specifically raises money for women in politics. Emily's List. She said it was the right move for her. She didn't want to be behind the eight ball. I mean, if you think about it, if you're um, getting in the race after other people have raised all kinds of money, Adam Schiff's got $32 million in the latest reporting. Uh, she would have been behind in the race. And she said, although it's not normal for people to step away from power, that is exactly what she has decided to do. So it will stay the sort of heated uh, three-way race on the Democratic side. And of course, it's a you know, winner-takes-all type scenario. Uh, Well, not winner-takes-all, but top two, doesn't matter which party, open primary that we have here. So it would be more than likely uh, Congresswoman Lee against Schiff or Porter or Adam Schiff uh, and Katie Porter. You know, all qualified uh, candidates, certainly Barbara Lee is the only black one among them. And um, she's lagging right now in the race. But we'll see how things play out um, now that we know that LaFonza Butler is not jumping in the race. That changes the whole picture once again. And one of the big factors they said is that even though LaFonza Butler is well known among labor unions and people that are movers and shakers in politics, she's not a household name. So uh, that was that's a big thing to overcome. California is a huge state. Um, and so getting your name out statewide is a multi-million dollar proposition if you don't already have that name recognition. SAG and AFTRA are still on strike. If you're a union member, a sympathetic union member, or you are an actual a member of SAG AFTRA, they are calling for us to be out on these picket lines um, as the studios play hardball, even though we're hearing these stories that the and which are true stories that some of the big money actors have stepped up and said they're willing to pay more in dues right now. There's a cap on the amount of dues you could pay. They're willing to take that cap off so that they pay more money to the union. They say that they are willing to change their residual structure, meaning instead of the biggest names getting paid first with residuals will go the opposite the people on the bottom of the call sheet, the, the the smaller players that make less and need the money more would get paid their residuals first. All of that is good, says the union in their latest email to us, but it's not going to take the place of studios doing the right thing. So this strike uh, drags on and um, the actors seem to remain quite energized. But if you've been thinking about getting out to a picket line and you haven't done it yet or you you haven't done it in a while, this is a great time to visit uh, or, or, or show up for your union because this is one of those crossroads where I'm sure AMPTP is looking to see whether our solidarity is lagging so far. What we've seen is the other unions, uh, the Writers Guild and other entertainment unions holding strong 
um, in their solidarity, not crossing the actors' picket lines. And that is a huge deal. But this is a great time uh, to step up the... um, the Directors Guild, IATSE, uh, the Writers Guild, Teamsters, the basics, Basic Crafts, and um, AFM are all standing in solidarity with SAG-AFTRA. So, so far, Union Strong is not just a slogan, it's a reality. And I think now's the time to show up because everybody wants this strike to end with a fair deal for the actors so we can all get back to work. 800-920-1580, that's the number to call. If you have something to say uh, about any of the, the above or some things that I have not mentioned as far as what's going on here uh, locally, there's a lot of other things we could touch on. Another strike uh, getting ready to jump off in Burbank next week. And the actors have been given, we actors have been given very strict guidelines about what we can and cannot wear for Halloween. No being seen instruct projects costumes no marvel costumes they're owned by disney we're striking disney that may seem petty to you but if you think about it those shots could be used to promote films at a time when uh, or projects when a time when actors are forbidden from doing so as part of the solidarity no barbie costumes no uh no uh costumes that are linked to shows what they told us is we should choose costumes inspired by generalized characters like a ghost or a spider or a zombie uh (laughs) i think you can dress as barbie but you can dress as Nicki minaj for example um 809-20-1580. I'm Dominique Dupreme, and you're listening to First Things First exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique Dupreme when we come forward. With Kings. Your ancestors' favorite radio station. Radio station. And your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique Dupreme right now. Right now. Right now, and suddenly the studio is lit up because we have uh, some young women in the building that are ready uh, to talk to you today, and uh, that's a good thing. Thank you uh, guys so much for being here. They are with the organization called Live Your Life, um, and they're going to tell us about that and talk about a few other things going on. First, the uh, assistant director of the organization, uh, the um, also the personal assistant of the director of the organization, um, is here. Um, there you are. They switched sides. <laughs> <laughs> they did the, the old switcheroo. Uh, she is also a student at Cal State Dominguez Hills. Donye? Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back. Glad to be back. Okay, since you're the assistant director, you get the job of breaking down for folks who missed us last time what Live Yo Life is about. What y'all do? What's the mission? So our mission is to pretty much help out young women and give them opportunities and help them to explore. Okay, is that me? Oh, that's you. Okay, all phones have to go off. That's one of the, that's, uh, it happens to me all the time, but it's one of those radio things. So help out young women, specifically mm-hmm. young women. Um, In our communities, young women of color, black women. 
help them out. And you guys um, are comprised. I mean, the, the the members of Live Your Life are young women. Yes. So it's young women helping young women. Absolutely. It's more of a, a give and take, a mentorship, things like that. Yeah. And you, of course, are already in college. Yes. Um, it was, was Live Your Life part of that process for you? No. I went to college beforehand, but one day I was looking for some work to do, a job over the summer, something to keep me busy. And Miss Boo reached out and I was happy to help. Yeah. I was like, I need I need something to do. Let's let's do this. This one is positive. Right. And how so how has that changed your whole scenario of college and your outlook on your future? Just being part of an organization whose mission is to help other young women. It is actually helpful. I use work to help with school and school to help with work. So most times some young women are looking for resources or we might have discussions. I have a African-American experience class. And so I hear a lot of different discussions and taking that and mixing it with how we help young women. It's like a give and take. I pull some ideas from there, maybe help here or how I can relate for the women that are in college to the young women like, oh, I've seen this person do this, this might help you out, or it's easier to give advice. I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm just guessing right now, but I'm pretty sure for the young women that come in and work with Live Your Life, there's a lot to be said for you being in college, because they know you and they can touch you. So it's not like college people are these, you know, people on TV or people that we are not in contact with. Yeah, I tell them all the time, I have work, I have school, I have homework, I'm reading books. Like, it's not something that's too far out of touch, but it's something that's accomplishable. Yeah, absolutely. Also joining me in studio today, uh, a member of the organization uh, goes to Stephen White Middle School um, she's just 13. Good morning, Dream. Good morning. Okay, I'm going to ask you to get right up on the mic, um, because, uh, yeah, we want to hear you. So, Dream, tell me, um, what brought you to live your life in, in, in uh, you know, what, how are you living your life a little, uh, differently, or if you are, as part of the organization? Um, well, see, my sister, she was just like she was working for the like the live your life, and um, she asked me, "Oh, do you want to be like a part of it? One of the little girls like that goes around the world and live their life?" And I was like, "Yeah," and plus I already knew Miss Boo, so I was like, "Yeah," because I love her. So <laughs> yeah, and it's like really fun. We get to go places that we never did before, and we like we get to have fun. And we meet other girls that, like, that we never met before. And we have, like, start a bond with people that we just now met yeah. with other girls. So you're expanding your circle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was something you've done that left an impression on you? Something that you um, never thought you'd find yourself doing, maybe? We got... We got to go to Big Bear, and we went to, like, we went on this zip line where you get to, like, sit, and we went up this, like, it was a tall mountain, and it was really fun. Like, I got to see, like, almost most of Big Bear. 
It was really fun. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny you say that, um, Doreen, because I feel like a lot of us that live in South L.A., even though we're not that far from Big Bear or the beach or the canyon country, we a lot of times we don't go. You know, we can live our whole lives, okay, pun not intended, and not go, you know, not go outside um, of our community. So uh, that's very, I think, you know, setting a good example. Do you find that other people, like people in your family besides your sister, people in your um, old, like, friend group, that they uh, are being influenced or noticing what you're doing now that you're part of an organization? Um, yeah, kind of. They, t- they asked me, like, oh, like, who's the person that you be going out with and stuff? And I just said, like, Miss Boo. And they be like, oh, I kind of want to work for her, like, when I'm 14 and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, me too. That's amazing. I mean, to me, it's amazing because you're still in middle school and you're already part of a community organization. I'm always saying on the show that I wish more of us would get involved with community-based organizations because we're all, we're, we are actually stronger together. Absolutely. What do young women, what do young women need for, in your opinion? I'm sure, I, I'm sure you've heard adults talking about it, conversations on television. Um, what do you think we're missing? Um, I feel like girls need to support other girls and not like bring them down on things that they like haven't experienced or haven't like dealt with. Yeah. And they're now experiencing it. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. Probably old girls need that too. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, you look at the way role modeling is on TV and we look at reality shows and the like the model that we get is not always women supporting each other, right? Mm -hmm. So it's almost like that's not considered the norm. But in real life, at least in my experience, uh, the sisterhood is real. Women do support each other. I think social media has a big part in that. So on social media, we don't see, we see a lot more opinions than what we're really supposed to as human beings. So <laughs> we uh, we get a part of everybody's life. And so it looks like all the time women aren't supporting women. But I know yeah. personally in my friend group or in other friend groups, women have a, a great community like helping and supporting each other. Yeah. I mean, that's my experience, too. I always say the sisterhood is real. It's one of mm-hmm. my little sayings because I that's my experience, particularly of black women. And we are the ones that are most stereotyped as snatching Mm -hmm. off wigs and acting, acting out. Um, But it sounds like what you're telling me, Donye, is that we're not taking those cues and acting that way in real life, or at least not your friend group. Well, me and my friend group, we uplift each other. We literally... um We'll send voice messages or text each other, check up on each other, give affirmations. We make sure everyone is good. So when we get on social media, sometimes it's like, oh, I've seen this this one girl and she said this and I don't think it's true. It's like we are all online too much kind of. So yeah, I think it also could be um, more like women of other ethnicities or or races i feel like if those women can also come together 
I think that's like a big, um, like a big separation also. Like we need more womanhood and we have a sisterhood with, you know, black women, but we also need womanhood with everyone. I feel like so you're work. saying between um, people of other ethnic groups or other mm-hmm. nationalities and black women or people of other ethnic groups with their own? We can. Well, I think we should all have our own in our own ethnic group and then together as women, like as females. Yeah. To all come together, because sometimes you'll see there's um, I want to say dysport dis. Uh, diaspora wars or dysphoria i don't know how yeah to say diaspora it. yeah you yeah. said it right so um you might have caribbean women or african women or black american women and it's like we're all i want to say black or come from the same place originally and there's like little groups to where we don't all get along and i feel like that should be something that we can work on yeah um, giving you the last word here, Dream, before we go to news, traffic, and sports. Uh, agree, disagree? Are you getting the support you need from your from the girlfriend groups? Yeah, like I like, yeah, it's like I understand what she's trying to say, but at the same time, like what she said, like oh, other races also like it's kind of different from girlhood and womanhood. Well, a sisterhood and girlhood is very different because they come from different type of places, so they don't know like where they stand at with each other. Mm, interesting. We got news, traffic, and sports, and then we're going to continue the conversation. You guys brought another friend along. We'll get her in here. And uh, you're welcome to join in, too, 800-920-1580. You are listening to Unapologetically Progressive, KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Thanks for waking up with Dominique DePrima on KBLA Talk 1580. Okay, and you're not just waking up with me today. You're waking up with the young women of Live Your Life. That's an organization in South L.A. And um, happy to be talking with some teenagers. I, I, you know. I like talking with people my own age, too, but I feel like we need to listen a little bit more to the younger generations. Um, uh, our, the woman, young woman joining us now goes also goes to Stephen White Middle School um, and is somebody that loves to dance but also wants to be a surgeon, I understand. Um, let me say your name for me because I don't want to say it wrong. Raya. Raya. Raya Anderson. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, so surgeon. Mm-hmm. Is that new or you've always wanted to be a surgeon? I've always wanted to be a surgeon. Okay. Um, where does that come from? Because... You like blood. You <laughs> <laughs> My auntie, she's a nurse. And ah. that just made me want to... Like, we only have like three doctors in our family. And I want to be another one. Wait, you only have three? Three is a lot, Raya. Yeah, but like... I was like, it's different type. And I want to be the one that's a surgeon. I got you. Well, I'm not mad at that. Mm-hmm. Um... So tell me about um, Live Your Life from your perspective. What is it or what is it to you? What Live Your Life is to me is like a supportive group for black young women that like they teach us new things that we never learned before. They take us places Um, and it's just like a supportive group if you need somebody there. They take you all kinds of strange places like <laughs> radio stations at 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. 
All right. But um, what I've noticed is, you know, it, it, when I, because you guys are the second group of uh, young women I've met from Live Your Life, is that you guys seem, do seem to be very united and you do seem to be very poised, but there's no like, you, there's not a robotic side. Like everyone in Live Your Life talks this way, walks this way. You guys have your individual vibe going, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. You relate to that dream. Explain <laughs> wh- why. Yeah, because it's just like, there's like, like, we all came from our own separate places, and then Miss Boo brought all of us together and wanted us to, like, be a part of a group, but also don't make us, like, try to feel uncomfortable by making us do something that we don't want to do. So she asks us, like, oh, like, should we do this? Like, she puts us in on the stuff. We, she doesn't just makes it her choice and her choice only. Right, so it's a collaborative effort, yeah. which is pretty cool. I mean, I think from what I remember, it's been a minute since I was a teenager, a lot of those groups do that. They dictate to you. You got to do this. You have to wear this. You can only use these following adjectives, you know. Um, and so that seems important. Is that important to you uh, as far as, you know, having a say in what you guys are doing and the mission of the organization? Yeah. Yeah. Um, give me an example of something. This is for both of you, but um, I'm looking at you. <laughs> um, give me an example of something you said that you learned or something that you never thought you'd do or th- know about or think about that's um, come out of this experience with Live Your Life. I never thought I would go out front, like a lot of places with like a, like a community of girls that support you a lot. Because when we all go out, we all have our own vibe. We all vibe together. It's like a great bond that builds up with all of us. Mm, that's amazing. That I mean, really, you guys, those can be lifelong bonds. Mm-hmm. One thing I've learned that I wish I learned a lot earlier in life is that people are the most important resource. You know what I mean? We always think about money and cars and shoes and outfits and whatever else y'all think about. But people are the most important resource when you need a thing most of the time the thing that's going to help you is another human um what do you think i'll ask you the same question what do you think young women need i think young women need they need like they need a supportive system in their life to succeed and thrive that's what i feel like and they just need somebody that they can count on, somebody that they that like, somebody that they can trust. Yeah. And yeah. Middle school is one of the most notorious places you can be. It's you know, it's got that reputation, right? Like, <laughs> oh, middle school, <laughs> ah, you know, worse than you know. I don't know. I, I don't want to compare it to anything. Put something in your mind, but um, how are you navigating middle school? I mean, I, from what I from what I hear, it's rough out there, especially for young women. Mm-hmm. You want to go first? Um, sure. For middle school, I mean, like for the like for actual like, like school, like we're like our grades, they're like they're getting better as we move farther up. But for like the society wise yeah the social part yeah it's like it's kind of hard because like people not everybody's gonna get along not everybody's gonna like one another 
but I think you guys should. I think we should, but not everybody's just going to participate or just want to get along. Yeah. Middle school, you're in middle school, so will you go ahead? Um. I'm, I was just thinking, the reason I was doing that is because I was thinking about the pandemic and you guys, um, you're still early in middle, middle school, right? Yeah. So that means for you, it was the elementary school experience when you had to go remote and get pulled out of That was school. hard for me. Yeah. Because it's like, <coughs> our, our grades were everywhere. I didn't know some things that they just jumped us into. And then once we graduated middle school, like, it's not hard, but it's not easy. It's just challenging. That's what I see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of the the data, all of the studies are showing that uh, young people from, you know, first grade all the way from kindergarten all the way through college have not recovered from that experience, mm-hmm. um, either academically or socially. What are what are you getting? What is what is your school, your community? Mostly, I'm talking about your school. What are they doing to help you bounce back? We have we have a. Um we have a group, like a system, where they pull out all young, like they pull out black kids, and we go into assembly, and they take us on fun places. That's they call it BSAP at our school. And That's the Black Student Achievement Program. Uh-huh. Yeah, and which black students and the uh, teachers fought for that. Yeah, and you like that? It helps a lot. Really? Mm-hmm. It builds, like, like I said, it makes like it builds, it creates bonds for us. And I feel like that's a good thing for all of us because that's what we needed in middle school. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, n- I remember enough to remember that. And also the fact that you, uh, it, it gives you a connection to school that's more real than just, oh, I got to go because the law says I have to go, right? Yeah. Uh, Dream, you want to speak on that? In what ways do you think the schools are helping you guys get back to the way things should be or the way they were before the pandemic or the new normal um i feel like like they are trying but at the same time it's like some people are leveled than others like some people actually listened when they're on zoom or some people were sleeping (laughs) like it's just it's different like some people were just doing other things when Zoom because you don't actually just see them. Right. And tell them like, oh, actually listen up. I do think there's some people that just don't learn well in that environment. Mm -hmm. Some people were doing other things. um, And, you know, uh, I, this is my thing. So you guys are welcome to correct me if I'm wrong. But what I see as a mom of a teenager um, and someone who went through the pandemic from the parent side. I just don't think the schools are doing enough to help get kids get caught up. I, I think we hear a lot of talk about it, but I don't see, at least not in the schools I've come in contact with, I don't see the programs. I, even the Black Student Achievement Program, that comes out of uh, Students Deserve and other activists, young people, saying we need stuff for black students because, you, you know, um, because you talk about this achievement gap, but you're not doing anything about it. But that's coming out even before the pandemic. Now, you know, like, where are the armies of counselors? Where are the, you know, um, extra extra help? But it sounds like you guys, your experience, I don't know if you're just being polite <laughs> or uh, if your experience is different than my perception. That's just my experience yeah. with school. Yeah. 
So um, when we come forward, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot because you're not um, news anchors, right? But you Mm -hmm. are here doing some radio. But when we continue the conversation, you know, I want to also get your perspective on what you wish that uh, adults that are making decisions knew about, um, you know, what young people are experiencing and what you wish we knew more about. Like if you were in charge and you could say all adults must study, know, or experience this, what would it be? And, you know, what is it that we um, could be doing more of? I mean, I think that's really important. (laughs) If you want to go here, you're also welcome to give us your analysis of, you know, adults today. You know, how adults are always going, kids today. But you never hear kids going, adults today. All that's coming up <laughs> only on KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk 1580. At KBLA Talk 1580, we do more than just talk. You got a big mouth. Hello, Joe, you're up. Welcome. We're unapologetically progressive and we don't black down. And I have two 13-year-old guests in the studio with me today. The teenagers are representing, I guess they kind of call you guys tweens, even (laughs) though actually 13 is in the teens. Uh, Dream is here and Raya is here. Did I say it right? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Uh, Dream is here and Raya is here. They both go to Stephen White Middle School. What do we, the adults, need to be paying more attention to? What should we be exposed to or know or experience that most of us in your opinion um you know there's no wrong answers this ain't Mm -hmm. school and i ain't your mama so you can speak (laughs) freely uh you want to go first raya no okay Mm -hmm. dream (laughs) (laughs) okay um so like i feel like that they should like focus more on the new generation because like they'll be like oh back in my day or (laughs) (laughs) or something like that and i'll just be like well, the generation's different now with the society. Like, they're, like, it's more crazier now. Like, people, like, say my school, like, back in the day, they used to, like, I don't I don't know the back in the day, but... You just know what we tell you about yeah. the back in the day, which I guarantee you is exaggerated. Like, they <laughs> made it seem like, oh, it was so fun. They used to go on the bus all the time. But now if you go on the bus or something, it's like, it's really crazy. Like, I, I'm, I'm kind of scared to go on the bus. Are we talking city bus or school bus? School bus, city bus. Any bus. Both. The double yeah. Dutch bus, doesn't matter. <laughs> and <laughs> what about you, Rice? Something you wish more adults knew. I can stand on that because... My parents, they always say something about our new generation and kids and how we are now than before. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, my, my teenager says that to me, like, no, back in the day, (laughs) no, you know, when I was your aging, um, and, and, you know, it's tempting, but, um, I don't know how to explain this. I, I think I always hear, I often hear adults saying, Kids today have it so easy, and yet they're not doing as well as they should be. And that is something I push back on because I feel like kids today, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you are the kids today, Mm -hmm. um, actually have different challenges. And I think that it's not easier. 
It's just different. That's my perception. For example, I don't know if I would be able to deal with the information overload that you guys get through your phones. Constant communication uh, with teachers, with parents, constant information and misinformation through social media and uh, other sites. So that's my perception. How do you feel when you hear me say that? I was thinking that. Really? Mm-hmm. Like these days we have more communication through phones because, you know, back in the day they didn't have phones like we do. No, I did not. I had a pager. You had a pager. You had to go find a phone to call somebody. <laughs> you can't call somebody on a pager. Um, what do you think? I mean, I I don't know. I also think about, like, you know, everything from from climate change to having to deal with uh, a President Trump, um, you know, and the rise in racism and white supremacy. To me, it's like it's not easier. I don't think it seems – it doesn't seem easier to me. Like, like – Right when, like, like, what is it called? Like, COVID-19 happened and it was, like, a pandemic. After that, everything, like, changed. Yeah. It was more different. And it just felt weird. I mean, you were 10, right, when that hit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And, and so, I mean, when I also know when you're younger, days are seem longer. I know it's the same number of hours, but they seem longer. So it must have seemed like... A hundred years of pandemic to you guys. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're 30, 40, or 50, three years is, you know, a small part of your life. When you're 10, it's a third of your living space, you Mm -hmm. know, on this planet. Um, Personally, do you feel like you're coming out of it? Or do you think, do you feel like things are going to be different forever? Um, I'm, like, coming out of it now, like... I'm I'm starting to get used to how it is now, but like yeah, I was just ten, and then like stuff didn't really mean like as much as it meant. But now that I'm getting older, and I have to start dealing with other people, like my surroundings and people around me, and not just always be under my mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like I have to start like really like like checking my surroundings and stuff. Mm, well glad you guys came out of uh, under, under your shell and came out today when we come forward um, I'm going to give you an opportunity to if you want to do adults today or if you have a different message that you want to share before we um, before we lose you at the top of the hour we'll do that when we come forward we are talking with um, Raya and Dream of Live Your Life on KBLA Talk 1580 <laughs> KBLA Talk 1580 is an intervention. When we come forward, forward. includes you. KBLA Talk 1580, turning pain into power. Some people, we know you stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. Live Your Life is the organization doing great work, creating um, a support system for young black women in our community and you guys then become the support system for one another for me it's a great opportunity to have some younger voices on this radio station um and certainly at 13 uh you're starting on the radio earlier than most um but ryan dream like i just if you want to i want to hear your impression of adults today Uh, I think the analysis of youth by adults is endless, but I'd love to hear more analysis of adults by young people. If not, you don't have to. 
I don't want to get you in trouble. I know your parents are probably listening right now. <laughs> they, they're not talking about you. They're talking about all the other adults. Mm-hmm. Can you explain, like, what you, like, what are you trying to, like... Well, you, you uh, what, what am I, what am I talking about, right? Um, I'm talking about, like, what is your perception of how um, the, uh, you know, how adults are today? I know you don't have anything to compare to. You can't say back in my day. <laughs> but, you know, so I guess you're comparing, you know, to your ideal or how you, you know, if you were um, in charge of everything, you know, how would it be versus how it is? Maybe that's a lot to ask. But mm-hmm. you know what? I think that, okay, so let me ask you this then. How do you feel when you hear adults talking about young people today, which we hear all the time? I feel, I feel like this generation is very much different than the, like the past because now we have more technology, like social media, and it's a lot of challenges for us now than it was back then. That's what I feel like. Right. Um, how are we supporting you or how are we understanding you as the grown folks in your life? In my life, they're understanding me better. Like once I get comfortable to talk about stuff, they start like, you know, they start showing us support and knowing that but like knowing what we need. Right. So communication. Mm-hmm. Communication is the key. I know it's not easy when you're, uh, you know, when you're very young, sometimes it's not easy. I, I commend you guys for coming on the mic today and, and sharing with us. How do you perceive the way young people are talked about, say, in the media or uh, by teachers or adults? What do you, what do you wish uh, that we did or didn't do? Or, or how do you react to what you're hearing? Um, Like, I kind of agree on what she said, like, we like we have to like because adults only know what they like what they saw like in middle school like they don't know what we saw in middle school because they're not there personally so they only know what we tell them and it's like we have to get more closer to tell them like we have to like trust yeah like trust them so we can like know that they understand what we're talking about so that's how I feel like they just have to know what we actually like see in middle school before seeing like oh back in my day there's like oh this is what we used to do in middle school but it's like that's not how we see it because it's a different generation and different society yeah well I appreciate you guys coming in because that's part of what we're trying to do is open those lines of communication, not just on a personal space, but here in the radio where we can say, hey, have you guys thought about this? Have you thought about that? Let's hear from young people and let's spend some time listening. So thank you guys both so very much. Um, Live Your Life is uh, online. You can find them. You can support them. And uh, we would love if you did that um, because uh, obviously the organization is doing great work. Thank you both so very much. And thank you too, Danye. Uh, <laughs> uh, great time to call me, 800-920-1580. We are KBLA Talk 1580.